welcome to the 115Files FPL podcast, the podcast run by two bots looking to mess with Dean Smith. I'm bot one, Steve. I'm bot two, Johnny. And today we'll be giving our FPL insider knowledge on Double Game Week 26. But first, it's time to bring in the bot that's got the lot, Johnny. Johnny, 0010101. All right, thanks. That's good to hear, mate. Um, How's your week been? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Um, I suppose a, a little bit like uh, the Aston Villa backroom staff. It's been a bit leaky in places. Um, oh, it's giving uh, me some terrible imagery. Uh, but right from the <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, it's not been watertight. Um, it's been a bit leaky, um, but yeah, it's been okay. I mean, I, I think I think I finished on about sixty-four points. Um, that Rafini goal quite helped, uh, but. Look, I didn't captain Bamford, captain Ings, Ralph Hassenhutl. What are you doing benching the guy? Really upset me. We'll get we'll get to the uh, the fallout of that game in just a second, but we should probably um, address what essentially is probably the biggest story of the season uh, surrounding FPL, um, which you know we've just sort of uh, led into with that intro. So yeah, just to kind of give a give a brief overview. Um, Jack Grealish was injured this week. He, yep. he uh, then it was leaked that he wasn't going to be playing this weekend. Though Dean Smith said that he was fine, and um, it turned out that the reason that it leaked was because uh, some Aston Villa players and backroom staff transferred him out of their team, um, which uh, was revealed by a bot Twitter account called FPL Insider. Well, it's been it's existed for uh, you know a couple of months now, and it turns out that um, that was the reason why people knew he um, he wasn't fit, and not the fact <laughs> that he was in thirty train wasn't in any of the thirty training photos that Aston Villa released. <laughs> but it's been so blamed funny. on FPL. So yeah, uh, Aston Villa have now banned their players from uh, playing the game totally, which is a bit bonkers, really. Um, a few other teams have responded to it as well um, by. Uh, giving advice to their players about not picking people from their own team. Um, so it's had a bit of a fallout, really. It's been a big story. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I like about it the most um, is uh, I, I will take anything I can for a, an advantage in FPL. And um, the fact that my week didn't go as well as I would have liked it to, I'm just hoping the fact that a few players have dropped out from the Villa camp might just nudge my rank up by four or five places. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, yeah. It's... Uh... <laughs> It's it's kind of crazy, really. I mean, it's it's been it's been sort of the, the around the sort of second and third biggest story on Sky Sports um, yeah. news the last sort of few days, which is uh, a bit crazy for FPL. Usually, it sort of like lingers on in the background, and it was even mentioned um, in the sort of preamble to Southampton versus Leeds uh, tonight as well uh, in the build up. So it's. Um, yeah, it's 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 caused a lot of um, a lot of interesting issues. We obviously know Patrick Bamford plays a game uh, himself and uh, captained himself this week, but I imagine that there'll be um, there'll be a very big change going on in on that front in the next few weeks. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Yeah, it's it's big, it's big though, isn't it? I think though it's, it it shows how much this game is growing. That doesn't it? I mean, like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year, right? So and. It's just a talking point, isn't it? I mean, I, I watch football games beyond the team that I support. Even sometimes when I watch Man United games and just look at them and just go like, I'm just more concerned about points. And that's just, it's just mental, isn't it? Well, it has had such an impact on on the way that people view the game, hasn't it? And, uh, you know, we're two of those people who probably were huge football fans and now have to see everything through the eyes of FPL. 
these days, which is um, it's hard to turn off once you've started. So, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of which, I managed to have a uh, a dream last night um, that I'd left Gundwell on the bench uh, after already having many players on the bench who had points, and he scored. I think it was about twenty three points, and I was absolutely gutted because nobody was um, nobody was being subbed out. So that just shows you how much is taking over my own mind at the moment by <laughs> <laughs> doing this podcast. Um, but in reality, it's actually not far away from what happened for me this game week. Uh, I had 24 points on my bench um, yeah. in a game week where I didn't really score that many points um, in the context of everything. How did um, you get on this week? It's been, it's been okay in the end. I mean, I got saved by Stuart Dallas. Like, I'm not going to if like fudge it at all. I've, I've ended up, I think it's 71 points after bonus. Um, and... It's fine. I've gone down. I've gone down 3,000 places. Before that Rafinha goal came in, um, I was looking like I was probably going to sort of level out for the week, which I would have been happy with. But, yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's a it's a red arrow about sort of 3,000 places, which is not ideal. But I, I've been... I was sort of ignoring this game week and thinking ahead to this next one, which we'll talk about, because it's such a big week um, for fantasy football. Um, but yeah, oh, it, Steve. it's not, it's not been, it's not been horrendous. I think is the best way to go. But I mean, it looked like initially it was going to be horrendous, like a horrendous week for double game week players. Um, Southampton and Leeds both had, um, like bad results, um, in the first game in terms of fantasy football. Southampton drawing with Chelsea was a good result for them, but, uh, not many, I don't think will have Minamino fair play if you transferred him in and Leeds lost one nil to a very hilarious, uh, Melier own goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, does that, does that mean that Traore is still without a goal or an assist in over a year in the Premier League? Or does it, I or think he can out. We'll give him do we, that one. Do we, do, we, do, we, do we give him that one? I mean, I know it works on fantasy football, but generally I, I quite like the fact that like people keep talking about him as someone you should put in your team. And yeah, he, that is literally the first you know attacking return he's had in a long, long time. I mean, it would have been ridiculous if it actually went in though, because if he without you know an attacking return all season, it would have been probably the goal of the season if he'd have scored. Yeah, it looked it. amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very unlucky. Melier also very unlucky, but he's sort of redeemed himself tonight. He's got a couple of bonus points and a clean sheet to kind of um, add to that one point that he initially uh, initially got in that game. So yeah, yeah, not a not a not a great week. I think generally, I think there'll be some big scores sort of lingering out there. Um, a lot of the sort of single game week players tended to do all right. Like a lot of people had lingering Burnley defenders from their double game week. Um, and they were sort of some of the biggest scorers of the of the week, drawing nil nil with West Brom. Um, I'm upset with myself because I listened to you on a fantasy football matter this week, and it backfired for me. So, never again, Johnny. Um, I played McCarthy with two games over Pope with one. And so, uh, so, so who are you going to pick next week, Stephen? I'll tell you why you might be right or wrong. Well, we'll get to that. But McCarthy has already gone from my t- from my squads. I can uh, I can reveal that, but I'll. I I'll I'm, I'm going to challenge you on this, right? Because look, look, McCarthy did have two games, and for large pockets of that Chelsea game, he looked like it was going to be the right option. He was sat on two saves. He saved three shots that were that it would have been save points if it weren't ruled out for VAR. He got a booking in the last minute draw at the game, and it was a penalty, right? So. There's a real, real reason to to give him give him the start. 
it, it was he was unlucky, right? Um, look, tonight, fine. He actually got some save points tonight, so just just FYI, which got him for three <laughs> rather than two. First time for no, everything. Two, two rather than two rather than one. Yeah, yeah, but like three <laughs> total overall points for the week. So look, I'm, I get that you you had a better keeper on the bench, and I'm not saying that's not fair, but. If you watch those games, there was not tonight, but the, the first one. I thought there was there was reasoning why you, you're giving yourself a double up chance of him getting the clean sheet. So, one thing know. I will one thing I will give you about that is how Burnley didn't concede in that West Brom game, Mental. even eleven against ten, um, is quite remarkable. And Diagnes look, looks like he's going to be a, a decent player. He's had a couple of attacking returns already. Oh, he's I like he's had a couple of offsides. He's he's a yeah. Sam Allardyce striker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, five point five million. Just somebody. I mean, if you if you're looking for a cheapo this week, going into the double when West Brom have got two fixtures and they're not bad fixtures either, I'd have a I'd have a little look at him. He's um, yeah, him he's or right. Josh Madger. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, I I've got less sort of weirdly enough, I've got less trust in um, Fulham's attack than West Brom's attack. Um, from watching them, I don't know why. I think that's just like like legacy Blackburn love for Sam Allardyce, Steve. Maybe, but you've got to. I think that you've got to kind of give it to like him in in a way. Like it's starting to feel like it's turning around. Uh, they're not gonna. They're not gonna stay up. Like I'm gonna put that. Put myself out there. It's not really putting myself out there that much by saying that. But um, yeah, I I, I do think they're, they're they're in a situation now where they've got to go for it no matter what. And think... the, the the attack. I wouldn't want a West Brom defender anywhere near my team. But I think in terms of their attacking players, the Pereiras, who's I think got four attacking returns in five. Um, and Diagonal is, you know. Do you think sometimes there's a bit of a mentality thing here, though, isn't there, with like these, 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 the attacking players and these relegation battling sides? That uh, I think I'm going to talk about another player here, but I look at like Ben Teke, for instance, right? Who's just obviously had such a bad run of form post looking like amazing when he first burst on with Villa and then got his move to Liverpool. And since then, hasn't looked all that. But like, once you become in that category where you've kind of got nothing to lose, there's a freedom of just being like a like a, a forward, right? So if West Brom are already resigned to going down, which let's be honest, most fans out there are saying it's likely going to happen. You're coming into a new club, so you know what you're signing up for because you knew what the points were on the board. You've got nothing to lose other than just trying to play play good football and, and score goals, right? And I think Ben Tech is in that same category. I mean, look, daylight robbery, Palace winning that game, but I mean, like. That is a clinical finish. That's probably the best goal I've seen him score since that bicycle against Man United. It was, yeah, it was quality. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. And uh, let's talk about that in in two seconds, um, because I, I do want to kind of touch on on that game. But um, first of all, just why you've reminded me, um, we're talking about teams battling relegation. It's one of my favourite uh, fantasy football stories um, of years gone by. What we've been playing <laughs> is you taking. I think was it 40, a forty point hit. On your side to bring it on the last day of the season, you were totally out of the league. Like you, you would, you were nowhere so, near the top. So, 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 so like context-wise, right? Him? It was the first ever year I played fantasy football, right? So I was properly playing to like win game weeks and stuff. Um, and I think it was probably the best thing I did, right, was start mid-season because you kind of get like used to like making some of those mistakes, like not realizing when that Michael Carrick is a bag shout and all that sort of stuff. Um, but so I went into the last game week, um, going, I'm going to have a bit of banter with this. Uh, you know what, Steve? I've just realised it wasn't. It was the second year I was playing. I still was doing rubbish because I am rubbish. Um, but um, <laughs> Just pick any year, mate. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, whatever. You can find it on there. It exists. Um, 
And I basically decided that what I'd do is I would pick only players um, in their first 11 that existed from the uh, three teams in the bottom three. No, it's a bottom four. It was a bottom four. Yeah, but the bottom four had to go on the bench. That was the point. So the bottom four teams had to go on the bench. Um, So it was only the bottom three teams. And I know that there were some standouts in there. That's not the maths, John. That's not the maths. Um, Three, Three times three is nine. So you need oh, yeah. two bottom four players. No, yeah, I had a couple. Well. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had a couple of West Ham in there as well. That's right. Yeah, so yeah, I think it was. <laughs> Sorry to correct you. No, 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 someone it's fine. Someone will point it out to us on Twitter. It, it was the year where Blackpool were doing bits with like Charlie Adams. So everyone had Charlie Adams already. So he was a he was a stalwart and had a really good game against uh, Man United on the last day of the season where they lost, but he actually got points. But I had like Joni Craddock, I think. I had um, DJ Campbell. I had, um, I think I had Michael Antonio when he was playing like right back or something. Um, who got? I do, got, I do remember Antonio doing, yeah. doing wealthy on that. Yeah, I think he was right back. I, honestly, this side, I can't tell you. It was, it was so crap on paper. I think I ended up scoring just under a hundred points. Yeah, I, well, I, that was it. I think you ended up getting more points than your other side would have done, whilst also taking, I think it was a minus thirty or forty, um, hit on your side. Which yeah. Is, well, the only player I had in that I could keep him was Adam, so I genuinely changed all my players by one. Sometimes, you know, hits can uh, actually bring you points, which, again, we're going to talk about in a, in a minute. Which, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's going to be one of those weeks, folks. Um, I really first... shouldn't drink gin and mint transfers. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lesson to everybody. Do not gin and transfer. Uh so, before we quickly, just before we move on, um, we were talking obviously about the Crystal Palace um, Brighton game, and you know how much I love to talk about XG. Um, Brighton continually um, <laughs> do not win games when they nope. should do. Twenty-five shots, uh, one goal. I think they had five on target. XG of two point zero six. Um, I think. Uh, Crystal Palace's XG was 0.27. They scored two, had two touches in the box all game. And this is the brilliance of football sometimes. Like, these things should balance out. And that's the whole point of XG, is that it should work over a 10-game period, not a one-game period. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for, you know, as a as an anti-XGer, I think that's, um, that's as good an example as you can probably pick out of uh, why football doesn't go to XG. <laughs> oh, I love when the XG doesn't go in favour because, like, it is just pure football, isn't it? And, like, like it's just great to sort of throw the stats out there and just go, like, yeah, you know what? I should be wrong, but that game was gold. And genuinely, I hate to say, it, I watched all of that game, and then and then at the uh, ninety-four minute and thirty-second mark, I turned it off, thinking there's no more in that game, and missed the goal. <laughs> and then Twitter started to blow up, and I was like, oh god! It was literally the, the equivalent of walking out of a game where it was like you think it's done, and just you know trying to beat the traffic. <laughs> And I missed well, the goal. We've, but, all, we've all been there yeah. at some point, haven't we, with that? But it's but, yeah, it, it was it was wild. Honestly, I, I I missed the first half um of the game originally, and sort of came into it being like, wow, this is this Brighton are just all over them. You know, if they could, if they had a if they had a striker who could finish the ball, they'd be absolutely running away. You know, I think they're, they're in terms of their xG and like not not to kind of harp on about it too much, but they they would be seventh um if they were um if their xG correlated with the amount of goals and goals conceded 
um, they'd had all season, which just shows you like they are they they have a team that either are absolutely terrible at finishing or defy stats in a way that is that the metric just doesn't um, doesn't see essentially. So it's it's one of the two, and I think it's yeah. probably the former. Let's face it; they've not yeah. got the players. No, um, but they can't go and get the players because you know they just you know they can't afford it. They need more pay. No, well, oh, good, good, right. I we thought we were going to do something serious there, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, before we talk about game week twenty six, um, the a big old double game week. Um, yeah, it's the other big news from fantasy football this week was that um, fantasy football decided that the 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 creators or the um, the managers of fantasy football decided to troll us on Friday night by waiting until one minute after the deadline. To uh to announce the new fixtures for next week, <laughs> which <Yeah. laughs> was um as I think infuriated a lot of people and particularly people who had played their wild card last week. Um, what what did you make of it when you heard of it? Oh, I kind of found it quite funny, really, because it was uh, I didn't play my wild card and I um I was just sort of like gearing up for this week a little bit and and I'd. <laughs> I was just kind of like fine with it, really. I thought it was quite funny, but then there was so many people that were just asking for on for so much advice about whether to play the wild card or not, and it all coming out. and And you know what? Like it just it just created quite a lot of stress and a bit of chaos. And I love chaos. It was brilliant. So look, I'm all for I'm all for it. And and plus, you know, this game gets more interesting with more things like this, right? More twists and turns. Like, Pure heartbreak. I mean, Danny Ings starting tonight is a minor example of that. But, like, I love the twists and turns. That's why it's great, you know. So I think it's brilliant. More more of it, please. I would love it, like, <laughs> I would love it on this deadline if they just turned around and went, oh, by the way, we just cancelled all the double game weeks. They're all moving to a... Di- we're now doing 20, 39 game weeks in a FPL season because we feel like it's a bit too congested. I would find... I would just be like, yeah, this is, this is, this is glorious. I'm not sure that's how fixtures work, but we'll. Steve, <laughs> I'm got, if 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 that happens, I mean, it would be funny, but not very much. It wouldn't be very funny for me because I've been planning for this this week for a long time. So. <laughs> yeah, but look, it would it would be it would be fun. Like and that's the whole fun. point, and like you know, like there is only so much like that you can plan. Right, and and that's the whole point when we talk about the Brighton Palace game. There's only so much things you can look into: form, uh, the likelihood of players playing, the likelihood of players scoring, getting returns, the teams winning. There's only so many things you can you can mitigate, right? And then eventually, you're just going to need a bit of luck, you know. Yeah. And like you know, I put in Matt Lawton two weeks ago, and he's got two clean sheets and a goal. Like that shouldn't happen, but it did. Yeah. I John Stone's got me a brace. It made you cry, but it did. <laughs> you know, Simon Davis shout years ago. Simon Davis shout years ago. Still talking about it. Loved well, we haven't it. got time to talk about that today, so we're gonna have to do. It for yeah. time. <laughs> this has been the biggest tension loop going. It's been about ten episodes in. We mentioned him every time. It'll happen at some point. Maybe, maybe, yeah. we, should, maybe we should leave it until the last episode of this. No, of the we're gonna leave it in until when Big Kev is coming in for a chat, and we're gonna tell him oh. more about Simon Davis. He's gonna come in there and go, "Look, I'm Kevin Davis." Tell, but I don't want to talk about Kevin Davis. I'm Kevin Davis, I get to decide what Davis talk about, and I want to talk about Simon Davis, and I'm going to be like, we'll talk about it. Maybe we could get them both on at the same time and do double Davis. Oh man, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> we'll get Cy on. 
Um, moving on. Um, <laughs> the puns have really, have really deteriorated. This, There's only this week. so many players, Steve. Come on, I know there is. I, I appreciate the fact you're trying anyway. So, yeah. um, right. So the next, we're going to talk about double game week 26. But first of all, excitingly, we've got um, we've got a question in from uh, one of our listeners, uh, James Bell. Hi, James. If you're listening to this one, hopefully you are. He has asked us, is there set to be any similar-sized double game weeks this week? Trying to decide whether there will be a better time to bench boost than 26. And then he's put in brackets, bottled wildcard last week, though, and put a crying face emoji. Do you want me to take this one, John, or do you want to take it yourself? Well, um, I think it's probably best that you take it, given that I am also curious to the answer. <laughs> okay. Well, rather than Johnny making something up, I'm going to tell you. Um, not only is it the biggest game week of the season and will be the biggest game week of the season, it's the biggest double game week we've ever had in fantasy football. <laughs> Which is very, very exciting. There will be 17 fixtures. Um, the biggest total before that was 16 fixtures in a single game week. Um, in a, Well, in a double game week, but in a single existing game week. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be huge. So I think from that perspective, um, if you um, James has obviously asked about bench boosting in 26. Um, I think both of us can probably attest to the fact that it's a really good time to playing your bench boost because they're are going to probably be a lot of double game week players in your squad, no matter who you own from who. Um, So, yes, it's very exciting. Um, We've both already made our transfers, um, which is unlike us probably at this stage in the week. Yeah. uh, One thing, though, is the guaranteed not to be another game week that's big enough? I know it's going to be the biggest. Is Is it definitely not going to be any that have got like four or five in there, though? Uh, it's highly doubtful. Uh, there'll be there'll be a lot of um, there'll be a lot of other doubles um, just with kind of like one or two games probably knocking about. So we already know that Manchester City have got um, one in twenty seven straight after this. So um, again, if you've got three City players, hold on to them for the next two weeks. Um, and then we think that Everton might have one in twenty eight. Beyond that. Uh, there'll be a couple of rescheduled FA Cup fixtures. There might be, um, which probably will end up in 37, I imagine. Uh, so that's probably the other one. So you probably get two around that sort of time. So I imagine if you're like, if you're sitting on a few chips at the moment, I would say that if you know bench boost is probably, from my perspective, the best one to use this week. And and in terms of um, triple captain, it's there'll be enough double game weeks left in the season to be able to play your triple captain later down the line if you still have it. So yeah. that would be the idea. Obviously, nothing's confirmed yet in terms of who people will be playing. There's some good fixtures for good players this week, which is, you know, if you're not playing bench boost, it's a totally valid option, I think, to play a triple captain as well. Yeah. I'm playing my bench boost, though. So go on, tell us um, what you've been up to in the last couple of days whilst sipping on a gin and tonic. Uh, All right, so I, I tried to make some plans. Didn't work out, which hence why I don't plan that much. Um, the Greer's injury didn't work out, so kind of a mix of trying to get players in for this week whilst also playing for double game weeks, whilst also planning for a little bit for that game week 29 where there's loads of less fixtures. I, uh, I've, I've taken a 16-point hit. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, so, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask you something here. Right. I think it, I, I, you might have an answer for you might not, but it's worth asking. Why, if you're taking 
It's the only reason you didn't take... You took a 16-point hit rather than playing your wild card because you felt because you were playing your bench boost. Um, a little bit. It was kind of a bit of both. So I was my original plan was to play it so I could have like a full 15 players of double game week, but then retrospectively held on to my Southampton players because they're going to get that double game week next week. So it kind of net netted out a bit. Um, but in essence, I was taking out players who didn't have a double game week to put in ones that did. So in my head, probably flawed. Um, I was only taking a minus two on each player extra because if they get a double game week and they played 90 minutes and it's two points and so they get additional returns, then it was worth it. So that was kind of my logic, really. So, for instance, I went um, Rafinha out, Luckman in, you know, two games to one. I went Grealish out because he's injured Bertrand in, so Grealish is not going to get any, so Bertrand's going to get a minimum of four, so that's net zero on the minus, so if he gets any returns, then it was worth it. Um, it was things like that, really. So I've got 12 players with my bench boost now who have got double game week and all the rest are playing. Um, so that was kind of a logic, really. So in my head, it was minus 16, but it's actually only minus eight, and when you consider Grealish wasn't going to get any game time, maybe you can call it minus six, but I'm probably just telling myself to make myself feel better because I've definitely made the decision quite loaded on gin. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I do think, like you've alluded to, when it was being a bit more rogue, that you can take hits and it work out if it's sensible and for the right reasons. But there's always going to be a chance it doesn't work out. So I've taken a bit of a chance, right? And look, I, I, I'll be honest, I... I know I'm doing well this year. The best I've ever done. I'm 20k overall, and that's not grand. Not you're not, mate. After tonight. <laughs> no, maybe not. But actually, I think it's um, the Rafinha thing might save me a bit. But like, look, I'm in and amongst it, right? The highest I've ever been. I usually finish about the half a million mark, so you know it's still better. But the fact is, I'm closer to you than I've ever been, and I'm closer to our mini league than I've ever been. And I'm not going to win it by playing it safe every week. So I'm going for it. I'm making some decisions to give myself some differentials. And look, that's that's how I want to play it. And I think that's sensible for me. But would recommend it? I don't know. Just, like I say, just don't drink and transfer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it totally depends on the on the way your team's at and the state it's in as well. If you've been, if you've been religiously planning um, for this game week, then you probably aren't going to have to take that many hits unless you've been heavily unlucky but like quite frankly if you are that player I doubt you're listening to this podcast because why would you you don't need to um unless you just enjoy the sound of our soothing voices but I think there's there's a lot to be said for kind of attacking game week sometimes and I you see some scores sometimes um that come about because of those hits that are that make them worth it, and I and I think if you've got the right players in, like you've gone big, you've gone for play, like you've gone for Harry Kane, which is you know he's gonna he's gonna be yeah. a big player this game week, and he's gonna be somebody that you know this already that I I'm not gonna own, and it's not through lack of want, it's actually through um, an inability to restructure my team, it to get him back in. And I, and I am a bit annoyed about that, but I, I think my my squad is full enough to kind of um, to be to sort of counteract that if he does have a big a big week. So 
it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, from my perspective, I've done three transfers already. I had, I banked my transfer last week, which I'm very happy that I did because when the fixtures were announced, it, it you know I could have easily gone for um, a Southampton player like Ings and for this week who didn't obviously get on very well and then thought, thinking he might have a double game week when he didn't. So I've um, got rid of McCarthy. Like I said, I finally put in Martinez, who I know you put in as well. Um, I did. Uh, because quite frankly, if I don't know how I haven't owned him yet and he's probably going to start blanking now. But um, Probably, given this uh, we've both got him. Yeah, well, he's not going to be—he's not going to leave my team now until the end of the season. He will be my first choice keeper week in, week out, um, and when I wild card um, later on in the season, I will be trying my best to get the cheapest goalkeeper um, possible. I've actually got—I'm actually my in terms of the value of my team, I've got ten point eight million on goalkeepers at the moment, which I would never ever imagine myself doing. Uh, <laughs> usually, I usually like to have two four point fivers, so. Yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit worried about that in terms of the team balance, which is probably why I can't afford Kane. Um, my other two transfers were um, El Mahamedi, uh, who I think is a, a bargain basement option this week at 4.3 into that Villa defence, who are playing Sheffield United, and he he looked kind of he looked terrible at the back um, against Leicester, but he looked all right going forward. And my final one is uh, Aina from uh, from Fulham, who has been excellent the last few weeks. And yeah, and he likes a shot, doesn't he? I mean, he, even in the he didn't, uh, second, he always got the week, but even this week, he he was he was looking like he was getting some good positions and taking some shots on money. He he was, and he, he you know he's getting some good attacking positions. I think it can depend on what formation they play a little bit because um, he was you know playing from playing from the left. Um, Antoine Robertson came back in this week and Tete dropped to the bench I was originally going to go for Tete actually and he um, obviously didn't play this week and it put the fear in me that he wasn't going to get two games so yeah um, he, he and then Aina played from the right so he, he's, he's adaptable he's playing every every game uh, every week and he's um, he's getting attacking returns at the moment as well so yeah uh, he's somebody I hope will just um, you know be a bit of an enabler might be the next Loughton or, or John Stones maybe that'll be El Mahamadi but hopefully so I'll yeah. tell you one player we don't both have that I am really looking at and being quite jealous. I don't own him. Is most transferred in player Harvey Barnes. I, I am just looking at him, going like I really would love to put him aside. And I've, I've already taken sixteen points, so unless I get drunk again tonight, I, I don't think I'm going to get him in. Yeah, I mean, I, if if I had another transfer, I think I'd be looking to try and get him. But yeah. it's a it's a funny one with him though because I think you know you look at the fixtures this week. They've got. Arsenal at home, who I know can be a bit hit and miss, but they're defensively not bad on Arsenal. We saw that again this weekend with the City game. Um, and, you know, after that, then they've got a sort of difficult away game at Burnley where there might not be much space and they might be missing Madison because he got injured at the weekend. So I, I do like it, but I think if it's a, if it's a one-week basis, then it's not great. But they do have good fixtures going forward after that. So, um, they yeah. Do. Um, it's. I'm yeah. sort of talking myself, making trying to make myself feel better. But if you if you have that transfer, go for it because I think. Oh, I would be doing it if I had the if I had spent all the yeah. money on points already. <laughs> <laughs> Could make it a minus twenty, mate. Just round it up. Oh, genuinely, this is, it kind of feels like when you were younger and you go out and you get a little bit too much money out of the cash machine. You say, "Don't worry, I won't spend it all," and you wake up in the morning and you're like, "I've not got a lot left." 15 Jager bombs along the uh, 
I'm on the bar in Passions and you're... Uh... <laughs> yeah, and for, for reference, Passions is a, is a very terrible nightclub that no longer exists in our hometown of Kendall. Um, if you ever got the opportunity to go to it, um, I'm sorry. You've missed it. You've missed and, it already. <laughs> uh, and if you want to go to it, you can't. Um, but I, uh, I, I'm envious of the fact that you haven't experienced it. It was awful. But um, but no, it was it was glorious. It was part of the childhood, um, I suppose I should say. I mean, it's, and in fairness, they did have their own currency, so it made you feel like you were spending less. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. less said about passions, the better, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fairness, I wish I was spending Pash cash on transfers, and I wouldn't be minus sixteen. <laughs> you had unlimited funds from passions. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's talk about the captaincy this week because um, there's a lot of big players having double game weeks. Uh, I, I pretty much think I know who you're going to go for with captaincy. Um, but why don't you tell me anyway? Uh, I'm going to. Oh, so Spurs has just got two good fixtures. And um, so, look, because of that, I have to give it to Eric Dyer. I don't know if that's what you're actually going to do. I'm not. I'm going to give it Kane. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> um, just for a bit of balance on the Kane thing, because there's, there's a obvious Kane was um, Kane played a lot further forward at the weekend. I don't know. I, I when I watched the game, I, I was sort of like he didn't drop into those positions that he was doing. Um, you know, in in earlier in the season, he he sort of played much more as a, like a central number nine, and it did make me think that he's you know probably going to be um, a bit more of a threat in and around the box these next couple of weeks but they are playing two very good defensive sides so mm-hmm. it's um it's a it's a risk I, I think you know when the Burnley and Burnley have conceded uh two in the last four Fulham conceded one in the last four um so yeah it's it, it's there's a there, just for a bit of balance I mean again I'm just sort of like tra- talking myself out the fact I don't have him and I'm worried but look I think I think look, realistically you know you made this point a few weeks ago right if you're unsure on your captain, you should be usually putting it on one of your higher, your higher priced assets, or your, or your highest priced assets. If you're definitely unsure, unsure. So, you know, the only players in my team now that break the, the ten boundary of cost are Salah, Fernandez, and Kane. Um, I say only. That's three players, which is quite a lot. You know, picking the Liverpool win at the moment seems impossible because they just don't do it anymore. And um, and not picking a United win, like you know, we 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 look amazing one week and. And not the next. Um, so I don't know. So look, I get that Burnley and Fulham have got some decent defences, but like from an expected result only, Burnley and Fulham feel like Spurs wins. Yeah, and I think that's that is the point of it. I think it's maybe it's the fact that like a lot of people will be triple captain in this week. I think there'll be a, there'll be a, a huge amount. His expected ownership will be absolutely through, through the roof if you don't know what that means it's about um you know how what percentage of teams um have him pl- like added to that like the amount of teams that have triple captain dim captain dim and then um and the minus amount of teams that have benched him but we can talk about that another time a little bit but um yeah he he's gonna if you don't have him this week i think he could punish you and if he got if he goes wild but it's also a case that you might not see as big a return as you might think. I think he'll might, he'll probably get a couple of goals. I imagine across the two games, which you know for a captaincy choice in a double game week is, is enough, isn't it? You know we've just seen Bamford, who was captain by eighty two percent of the top ten k, getting one return. I think most people were actually happy with it. So yeah, um, but difficult choices. I, I think just to kind of talk through the other options. Um, who is your option though, by the way? Who are you captaining? 
So every part of me thinks that um, I should Captain Martinez, <laughs> but I'm not going to because that would be like Captain. Oh, well, please it wouldn't be quite do like it, Captain Eric Dyer. But Martinez is just like because he's caused me so much pain this season. Um, I feel. Do you, like my, do you want my advice, Steve? Yeah, go on. Just don't don't Captain Martinez. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't. But the only thing is that I'll, I'll say him is, to it about him is um, he is a guy who likes saving not simple shots, but like he, he the sort of chances Villa give away are are not sort of these really huge chances, and that's the reason he saves a lot of stuff. And like um, Leeds are the probably the worst, some of the worst finishers in the league, maybe barring Brighton, and. <laughs> Uh, they've got Leeds first. They've got Sheffield United next. I could easily see two clean sheets and two very big save um, save hauls coming from him. So it could be the fact that he actually gets over twenty points this week. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Don't Captain Martinez. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I think my my choices really are between three players. It's it's Fernandez, Son, and Salah. And the logic behind this is Fernandez is sort of the form pick. He he always scores points like every other game week, no matter what. Like sometimes every game week. In a, so I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals in the Chelsea game, but I think the Crystal Palace game is a good fixture. Um, Salah, they've got they're playing a Sheffield United side who are missing their three first choice centre backs, and that is really appealing. Despite the form of Liverpool, again they play Chelsea and, and like Chelsea again they've kept a clean sheet tonight against Atletico Madrid. They're very solid under Tuchel. I'm not expecting a lot of goals in that. And then Son is the same reason as Kane. Also, it seems like the most boring pick because it's basically thinking if Kane gets returns, Son will probably be involved and it's minimising the damage, which is a terrible way for somebody at 10k to play the game. So it probably won't be Son. That was my original thought. But yeah, probably Fernandez or Salah, if I'm honest. And how are you going to decide? Coin flip? Don't know yet. It's hard to sort of say. I'm looking at it right now. It's on Fernandez. Might change to Salah. Watch the news conferences at the, at the end of the week. See who is, um, you know, if anything comes up. Uh, I think the other, other thing to say is that, like, I think um, uh, Manchester City have two pretty good fixtures, but home to West Ham, home to Wolves. Like, I know West Ham are in good form. They historically. But it is Man do. City. They are in the best form, like record-breaking yeah. form. Exactly, and at the Etihad against West Ham in in years gone by, under Moyes or anybody else, they've they have notoriously battered uh, West Ham. So um, I like Raheem Sterling usually gets some good returns. So if it, if I had Sterling in my side, I'd think about it. I don't think I could put it on Gundogan this week just because there's too many other players that are like you know potentially. Gonna, I think, gonna do better. But you know, again, it might be that you want to do that. Like if it's if you're looking for a differential pick this week, I think a lot of people won't captain Gundogan. He could again be a if he keeps doing be. what he's doing, be a big scorer. I think there's a bit. I think no, that that's fair. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be honest. I'm. I think Gundogan's time in my team is coming to an end pretty soon after the double game is finished, and it's because De Bruyne's back. I'm just not too sure. If I want him anymore, really, I think I'd rather invest in other city players, and I want to keep the defenders. So, I think I might be gearing up to have a double game, which to think about taking a good one out. So, we'll uh, we'll see. But Fair enough. I, I I don't think I'll he'll leave my side until I play my wild card, um, probably in thirty or thirty one. So, he's um he's staying. He'll stay for now. 
couple of off the beaten track picks again, like we talked about Harvey Barnes. If you've got him, maybe captain him. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin has uh, got two good fixtures. Southampton, who just in can't defend tonight, and West Brom, um, and maybe Ollie Watkins leads Sheffield United again to very shaky defenses. So, yeah, few different people there who, if you're really looking to do something a bit different, maybe yeah. you should think about. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, that we've really got through a lot there, <laughs> and we've got even more to get through because we've got to do predictions for seventeen games. So right, let's rattle let's through. first of all quickly talk about how we got on last week. Right, I'll, get, I'll keep this quick. I bombed on the scores, which is really annoying. So we both got uh, the Villa Leicester game bang on five points each, but unfortunately, you also got Fulham Sheffield bang on, and and my rogue shouts didn't pay off. So couple of bonus points in there for you for a couple of games at like uh, City Arsenal, United Newcastle. But look, on the scores alone, you got 20 versus my 14, which was annoying. But I made it up in the difference. So um, it was your picks, Ings, Rafinha, Ariola, who got 3, 12 and 8. And then mine were Minamino, Bamford and Dallas, which was 10, 8 and 17. So a record for me and for us doing this on 35 versus your 23, which gives me the five bonus, which finishes the week on... 20 versus 19 and interestingly that's the first week where we've had five players getting positive returns so uh, maybe we'll move into a week where we get six next time around yeah lots of uh, lots of good stuff there so shall we let's let's before we get onto the actual score predictions um let's do our three picks for the week so what's sure. your, who is your first pick johnny i'm gonna i'm gonna keep this really clean uh, i'm gonna justify it because it's obvious first one fernandez Great, fair enough. I'm going to go for his arch nemesis for my captaincy this week, uh, Mohamed Salah. Lovely. Number two for me, Man City keeper, Edison. Uh, I'm going to go for a keeper as well. Um, this is a guy who I said I might get 20 points, Martinez. Cool, all right. So I've had a, a midfielder and a keeper. Let's go striker. Last pick for me, Jamie Vardinho. Well, I may as well pick a striker then as well. Let's go for the other high uh, budget option in Harry Kane. So when he scores, I can feel a little bit better about myself that I predicted it. Cool. Anyway. Points points ownership perspective, that's probably the biggest one we picked. So exciting stuff. Let's move on to uh, score predictions there. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's rattle through these. As I say, 17 to go. So let's start with the first game of the weekend, Manchester City versus West Ham. 1-1 for me. Ooh, 2-0 for me. Um, big start. West Brom Brighton. One all. I've gone for the same. Mm. Leeds versus Aston Villa. Uh, two one Villa. I've gone for two one Leeds. Ooh. Just to you know, have a little bit of a mix up here. Um, Newcastle versus Wolves. One 0 Wolves. I'm gonna go two one Wolves. Um, Crystal Palace versus Fulham. Uh, two nil Palace. I'm going to go for nil-nil. Mm, like uh, it. Leicester versus Arsenal. Two all. Uh, one all for me. Uh, Spurs versus Burnley. Two nil Spurs. Yeah, I've gone for the same. Um, Chelsea versus Man United. I think you know what I'm going to predict for this. <laughs> I, I, I've, I'm literally going to pick it, this because I think you picked it. I'm going nil-nil. 
Oh, like come on! You could you knew that I was going to pick that, and I you know. still decided to pick it. Uh, yeah, uh, United have drawn nil nil with uh, Arsenal, Manchester City, and Chelsea already this season. They love a draw against a big side. So yeah, um, nil nil. No, 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 I'm changing my mind. We're going to batter them. We're three nil United. Ooh, okay, fair enough. I like that a bit more. Um, Sheffield United versus Liverpool. Three nil Liverpool. I've gone for four nil Liverpool. Uh, Everton versus Hampton. 3-2 Everton. I've gone for 3-0 Everton. Mm. Uh, Man City versus Wolves. I think this is the end of City's run. 1-0 Wolves. Well, I mean, Wolves do have a history of beating City, don't they? Um, but I can't see it at the moment. I'm going to go for 3-1 to City, but Wolves to actually score. Um, Burnley versus Leicester. 1-0. Uh, 3-1 Leicester for me. Um, Sheffield United versus Aston Villa. 2-1 Sheffield United. <laughs> wow. Um, Aston Villa 3-0 for me. Okay. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Man United. 2-0 United. I've gone for 3-0 United. Last four games I've picked three goals for side. Jeez, it's going to be an exciting weekend if this happens. Uh, Fulham versus Spurs. 2-1 uh, Spurs. I'm going to go for 0-0 again. <laughs> Another Fulham game. Uh, don't watch Fulham this weekend. Uh, West Brom versus Everton. 1-2 uh, in Everton's favour. 2-1 Everton. 2-0 uh, for me. Uh, and West Liverpool... Brom. Oh, sorry, to Everton. Thank you no, for, oh, for that. Cause that would have been... down for... um, you know what I mean. It's implied mm. when you've said it first. Mm. Uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea. 0-0. Uh, uh, I'm going to go for 1-1 one, one with that one. Mm. Right, that we did it. We got through it all. My goodness me. Yeah. It's uh, not bad, eh? Um, yeah, so we've got a very exciting week ahead. Um, yeah, as, as always, if you want to interact with us at all, you can find us on Twitter at 115FPL. You can find us on Instagram at 115 podcast. But... Um, if all else fails, we will see you here next week to talk about 17 games of football. How's that sound? Well, it sounds like it's going to be long, but fun. Yeah, I don't think I'm probably going to leave the house for the next week, am I? No, but it is lockdown, so fair <laughs> enough. Um, Just as the sun's come out. Never mind. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, it's been a pleasure as always, and uh, we will see you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.